This episode of the Ask Coach Parry podcast is brought to you by fitcal.co.za. Fitcal, your events, your calendar, your way. Welcome to the Ask Coach Perry podcast. Get your running, triathlon, swimming, or cycling questions answered by one of the best coaches in the world today. The next episode of the Ask Coach Perry podcast uh, with me, Lindsay Perry. I'm Brad Brown. And uh, this question with comrades approaching, and it's not just comrades because this happens at all major sort of big races around the country almost on a weekly basis. It comes from Siobhan McLeod, and she was asking about the pacing buses. She's running comrades. She's a novice. Uh, She says, how do the timed buses work she's read that there's an 11 hour bus she assumes that it's a trained runner that leads the group and a 12 hour bus uh, where the runners can stick with this guy or group and try and complete the race in that time frame is it true she's hoping uh, that she's not sounding like a complete idiot asking this question how do you join or run with one of these timed buses look in most of the races across the country it is a volunteer that is taking people through a specific time. It's normally someone who easily does run those times and you don't need to, to join up or sign up or anything. They tend to have nice big flags which they run with. You can see them from a, a long way off and you can join in. Now, pacing buses, I feel, have a they play a pretty important role in, in many races and in assisting inexperienced people to get to their destination. But there are a couple of issues around pacing buses and as far as possible for the big races like a comrades or two oceans it's normally possible to get in touch with the person who is doing the pacing bus beforehand and i would ask that person what is their strategy for race day and that is a very important question because i've seen so many times where pacing buses either come in well under the time uh, limit so 10 15 minutes which is a huge for for the person who's actually struggling to get under that time that in is miles too fast for them and chances are that they if they started in that bus are no longer in the bus or what i see happen quite often because the instruction certainly in comrades is that they come in within the last five minutes is that they spend an enormous part of the last 10 to 15 percent of the race walking so that they can slow down and get closer to that finish time. So it's great they come into the stadium at 11.55, but the problem is that they've murdered all the people that that really needed them. So I would find out who is doing the bus and what is their strategy. What are they planning on on halfway, etc. Then on race day, I don't find it particularly useful to run with the pace bus the whole way. And there are a couple of reasons for that. The first one is that I do find that they tend to either run too fast or they run on a strategy that is not comfortable running for you. So they might walk a lot more than you used to and therefore run a lot quicker than you are used to, uh, which is not ideal for you because the longer the race is, the more important it is to really stick to your, your own plan. They also tend to be very big which means it's quite difficult for you to access anything when you get to the water points or to get stuff that you need on on the side of the road. It's also difficult and uncomfortable to run when you're surrounded by an enormous number of people. You can't get into an easy running stride. So I very seldom recommend that someone should find the pacing bus and run with it all the way. Where I find the pacing buses to be quite useful 
is if you are around a pacing bus in the final 20 to 30 percent of a race where mentally it's a little bit tougher and it's nice to have someone thinking for you we're going to run now we're going to walk now we're going to do this now plus they keep your spirits up there's some songs that are sung when you think to yourself oh i'm just going to drop off here it gives you that like okay hang on i must this is probably not a bad idea to stay with them because i know they're going to finish the race then i find them to have a very useful place you know and you'll get uh, if i can use the comrade example flum who hasn't done it for a couple of years now but flum was an excellent pace setter he was very even paced he was very sensible through halfway and he would come through with enormous pace buses because he doesn't blow anyone off so i can't really overstate the importance of finding out what is the plan of the person because if you want to run a five-hour marathon and the person's coming in in 450 they are going to ruin your race yeah, Lindsay, I, I mean, if I can just add my two cents worth there as well. I, I ran a marathon just the other day, and uh, I, in my opinion, the pacing bus went through too fast. And a lot of people, especially novices, if they blow out the back of one of those buses, think their race is over. And with experience now, I know that sometimes those pacing buses do go too fast. And this happened in that marathon where uh, they were going and people were just falling out the back. And I picked up a whole bunch of people and said, listen, relax. We're going to make it. And we ended up helping them through. They got in under five hours. Uh, but because they lacked that experience of knowing sometimes these pacing buses uh, are, are going a lot faster than what they should be going, they'd given up. So it, it is important to, I mean, I, I agree with you, to run your own race and, and use the pacing buses as a guide to where you are on race there. Yeah, I mean, to, I mean, I guess this is blowing my own horn a little bit, but I remember about six or seven years ago doing the sub-90 minute bus at the Neisner Half Marathon. And... We had an enormous bus, and when we got eight kilometers to go, because we had timed the bus so well, the majority of the bus actually buggered off and left us behind. <laughs> and we were left to look for as many like stragglers as we could to get as many people through the sub-90 as possible. Really, what all that's telling you is that if you get the pacing right then when you get to the business end of the race, you will be a lot stronger than you've ever felt at that point in time. So a lot of those people ended up running Way 80, faster, 86, yeah. 87, 88 minutes while we came in in, in you know, 89, 40-whatever with five or six people and it looked like we'd blown the whole place apart, but it's actually the bus that had blown us apart. Brilliant. Uh, get your questions in if you've got any. Uh, comrades coming up, if you want to know something about comrades, get them in. Uh, also, if you're planning on getting running or whatever it is, uh, you can send your questions through askcoachparry.com. Uh, just go to that website. You can submit your question there as well. Lindsay, thanks a lot. We'll be back again tomorrow. This episode of the Ask Coach Parry podcast was brought to you by FitCal. FitCal is a better way to find and share your running, swimming, cycling and multi-sport events. Access the website on your mobile device or laptop at fitcal.co.za to build a customized race calendar to your preference and export it to iCal, Outlook or Google Calendar. Visit fitcal.co.za now. That's F-I-T-C-A-L.co.za. You can follow FitCal app on Twitter. Tell your friends on Facebook and Twitter about FitCal with hashtag FitCal or submit a new event on the site and you could win a two and a half thousand rand sportsman warehouse voucher fitcal your events your calendar your way
be sure to subscribe to the Ask Coach Perry podcast on iTunes, follow it on SoundCloud, or listen to it on Stitcher. Follow us on Twitter at Ask Coach Perry.